Amen. We welcome our Facebook community, all of you out there in Facebook land. God bless you. Believe in God for uh, a touch from his presence over your life today, wherever you may be, wherever you are at, whatever state you're in. So uh, I want to talk to you uh, about a new series I want to get into. And I don't know how long this is going to go, this series, because uh, there's just a number of things that are... Uh, just stirring within my spirit and even in over the last few months. And uh, I really want to talk to you about the bride of Christ, which is the church, the bride of Christ. And uh, I'm going to cut short because we have communion today. So I just want to share a few things and we might jump around here on our slides. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. This is the first week in a series I've titled Essential Church. Essential church, and uh, meaning that the church, I believe, is essential more than ever in this day and age. Can I get an amen? amen. But the church, in the question mark I have, is it under attack? Now, let me just preface. From the beginning of time, Satan hates the church. He hated it. He's always attacked it, and it's always been attacked, and there's been ebbs and flows of the attack of the enemy against the church to wipe it out, and, and, uh, but, you know, I just think of the day and age we, we live in right now, it seems like more than ever there's a, an assault against God's church and his people in particular. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, I'll just uh, pull that up so you can see it. God has put everything under the control of Christ. He has made Christ the head of everything for the good of the church. The church is Christ's body. I'm going to say that again. The church is Christ's body and completes him. Hmm. I think that's interesting. As he fills everything in every way. Another text, uh, recently just listened to a podcast and this was on there. I thought this was so appropriate for this day and age. Proverbs 29, 18 said, if people can't see what God is doing, watch this, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. How many want to be most blessed? I do. That means we need to attend what he reveals. How many know that God is revealing truth even in this chaos? How many with me say amen? <clears throat> when I think of the season we're living in, I begin to think of this just over the last few months. And, and it's, you know, when 9-11 happened, how many of you know where you're at when 9-11 happened? Every single month, we knew where we were at. You just talk to someone and say, where were you at? I was standing here. I was in a restaurant. I was in this place. Because it was so pronounced, it just it, it embedded on our minds and our hearts exactly in that moment when we saw that. It, and, and, and it was like an attack on, on freedom and America and our country and our values. And, and so we knew where we were at. But, but uh, this attack is different. Uh, it, it, it seems like it's an attack on all fronts. I mean, it seems like it's like, okay, I can hunker down, I can face this, and then you get hit again. Come on, somebody. Then you get hit again. Then you get hit again. And it's just this constant uh, feeling uh, being attacked. And, and I thought about a movie uh, back in the 19, it was actually made in 2000, but it was based on 29 years ago. Uh, it was called The Perfect Storm. How many of you have seen that movie? And, and it was the crew of the Andrea Gale that was lost in this perfect storm. It was called a Nor'eastern. And it was actually two storms colliding. One was a, a lingering uh, a hurricane. And, and this, this Nor'eastern that came is actually Hurricane Grace. And they kind of you know, collided out there. <clears throat> 
off of the East Coast. And so Hollywood came out with a movie with George Clooney and Mark uh, Wahlberg. And, and so about this you know, cyclone that hit them, and, and they were fishermen, and they, had, uh, they, were, uh, they were fishing for swordfish, and they had a hold that they would put the swordfish in, and they'd go out at a month at a time, and, and where they would go out, out Gloucester, I scuba dived out there. So I you know, knew that area, and, and beautiful area, beautiful oceanfront area. And so one thing after another kept attacking them, and their, their refrigeration unit failed. They had comms problems, and they went further than they thought they would go because they weren't catching anything. So they come back, and they, they face this storm, and next thing a moment, there's another storm that hits them, and there's actually, they say, that there was uh, over 120 mile an hour winds at sea and uh, they had huge waves and uh, uh, houses were moved off of foundations, lives were lost, tens of millions of dollars and it was just a, a destructive it was a destructive storm, and they were all they all perished at sea. They, parts of their ship were found ashore in, 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 in the northern part of New England. And so it was a tragedy, but the point was is that, 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 that they, they were like in the midst of this storm, and, and they couldn't get out of it. But I got good news for you here this morning. See, God's boat doesn't sink. And God's boat is his church. Amen? And yes, the church has been attacked throughout ages, and it will continue to be attacked. But God's boat does not sink. Can you say amen? I mean, we may get wet. It may be stinky in that boat. Come on, somebody. We may get seasick because we're tossed around, but God's boat does not sink. I remember when Noah and he built the ark. How many know he had plans from above? You know, they built ships off of those dimensions of the ark. And those waves and that tumult could not sink the ark. How many with me say amen? Because God, you know, and here's, here's something, here's something, you know, when I think about, the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against God's church. The gates of hell, how many of you know gates are a defensive position, right? And, and, and so the gates of hell will not, and, and we've heard stories, actually, uh, Yuri shared about, you know, uh, Peter stepping out on the water. I've heard hundreds of messages on, you know, uh, stepping out of the boat. Isn't that right? I mean, you know, it's scary. Take that step of faith. Come out. You know, it's, it's an area, it seems uncertain. You don't know. He began to walk on water, and Yuri showed us, you know, all of that, grabbing the arm of Jesus. And I've heard, you know, where Peter took his, his eyes off the Lord. He began to sink. You know, don't look at the storm. And Jesus was there and rescued him up. I've heard messages on that. and Amazing stories. And, and then we learned that, you know, Jesus walked with them back. But the one story that speaks to me the most is this. You ready? Stay in the boat. <laughs> you never again do you see people walking on water. And the early disciples decided to wake up one morning and just go walk on water. No, never again. <laughs> and it's not encouraged. Amen? And so the key was, Jesus is like, okay, you came out on my word, and I allowed you to walk, but, but remember this. Get back in the boat. Jesus, the first thing he did was what? Bring them back in. Amen? See, the boat is the church. The boat is the church, God's kingdom, and we just stay in the boat. Can you say amen? But, but you see, here's the thing. Of course, we know the kingdom of God is under great attack. It's, it's under attack globally. I believe that in this season. I find it amazing. Just in a matter of months, the whole world can be forced into a situation, whether it's confinement, uh, uh, separation. Come on, I'm just talking, you know, naturally. You know, and, and putting masks on or not. You know, it's just, you can't go here, you can't go there. You need to stay here, you need to. I just, it's globally. It isn't just like a, a one area. It's, it's everywhere. 
everywhere. It's, it's uh, amazing to me. You think about that. How just in a very short period, things can change so drastically. And so, so let me just say this. I'm going to get into some things here. Just hear me out. I believe that there's a political, racial, civil issues at stake in our nation. I believe that. It's true. And, uh, but I, I believe behind much of it, uh, there's truth to all that, but there are spiritual watches forces that are marshaled against uh, this nation and the freedom in this nation. Let me just say that. In God's church, there are spiritual forces that hate the bride of Christ, and, and that is an eternal battle. That is an ongoing battle, but, but, but we need to wake up and know that the church is under attack. Okay, I'm just, just starting to warm up here this morning. How many with me say amen? And, you know, so, well, what do you mean, Pastor Mike here? Well, just a few weeks ago, right? This got my attention. You know, I've been part, seen riots and all that. But in Portland, Oregon, rioters carrying Black Lives Matter signs threw Bibles into a fire in front of the federal courthouse in Portland. Burned an American flag. Watch this. But here's the thing that spoke to me. Leaving the bystanders wondering what that act of arson had to do with protesting against police brutality. Why do you throw Bibles in a fire? What's so what, what is the Bible that powerful? Come on, somebody. And so one local managing editor wrote this in a post. He said, do not, this is what was in the post. He said, do not be under the illusion that these protests, I put it up there, in riots are anything but an attempt to dismantle all of Western civilization and upend centuries of tradition and freedom of religion. Wow. Wow. That gets my attention. Okay, well, I'm not trying to be political here. I'm just telling you the facts. All right, this is what's going on out there. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, here's another inflammatory statement, right? Ready? Do black lives matter? Let me just set the record straight. Absolutely, 100%. And everyone in here would shout amen. Black lives matter. You know, as a kid growing up in New England, some of my best friends were from the African-American community. I had a kid in third grade. I didn't know what I was doing in the public school, and I was scared, and I was going through the chow line, and I couldn't understand what I needed to do. And, and there was a kid in front of me. His name was Billy, Billy Kirk, a black kid. And he goes, no, you don't pay here. You pay there. I'm like, okay. And then he said, grab this here. And, and we became best of friends all the way up to high school. Billy and I hung together. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, we tried to toilet paper houses and stuff. Stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. And we had a blast. Billy and I were friends. And we were close friends. We did everything together. And, and, and we hung together. And it was just, there's no issue of racism with all of that. But yep, is race, racism real? Absolutely. It is. And it, I could see being with him and how, how uh, you know, that community operated and how uh, just the, the love I had to him a, as a friend. And then fast forward after I uh, got out of Bible school and then went back to New England for a while. And I would work out in a gym. And one of the biggest guys there was a guy named Eddie, Eddie Porter. And he was training for the USA Nationals and so he saw us and my brothers and he was looking for a part-time job so we hired him and he we trained him how to press and he worked into prison federal prison there in Walpole I uh, just retired a few years ago and but he, he was huge and we just like man he just huge and, and we just we just hung out he was led to the Lord he was water baptized I was involved with his wedding he was saved he still plugged into a church best of friends hung out together and he went out to the USA and he came in 12th 
that was pretty pretty good, you know, for uh, for that competition. And uh, friends, even to this day, even though not in a lot of contact, but you know, uh, just a great great uh, relationship, and just just you know, people you meet along the path of life. Life. How many hear what I'm saying? Amen. But you know what? <clears throat> Do Black Lives Matter? I fully agree with the statement that Black Lives Matter, but the organization is problematic for me. Yeah. I'm anti-abortion. They are pro-choice. There's a difference there. They believe in radical gender theory. I don't. Can I get an amen in here? They support the denuclearization of the family. I think and believe that the nuclear family is the basic building block of society. Okay? So I can't throw my weight behind an organization that I'm not on the same page with, period. Let me move on. Let's be clear. Bible burners and people that hate God's church, they want to eradicate the religious truth would have provided Christians with pillars of hope throughout all of history. Hope and faith. And they've even actually even inspired non-believers to, to, to pursue a just and compassionate world. You know, back in the 1930s, Hitler took all of the Jewish uh, uh, scrolls and writing and the Hebrew writings and they burned them and the Bibles in public for all to see. I find that interesting. Let me, what are you trying to say, Pastor Mike? Watch this. The church is the key to the moral order of a civil society. Churches are essential. Church, I wouldn't want to live in a society, which still many people do. We're out of a local church. This is why I'm so passionate for the nations, to get churches in local communities, in, in, in every nation, in every city. Can I get an amen? And so there's, there's a reason then. There's a reason why the devil wants to keep the churches closes, closed. Excuse me, and he, he doesn't want uh, believers to congregate. I think there's a reason. Why? Because the church, hear me, is the ecclesia. So what do you mean by that, Pastor Mike? It's a Greek word means the called out ones, the gathering of believers, the body of the faithful. You are the ecclesia. And we are just one meeting of the ecclesia that's throughout the world that is even meeting today, even in this community. How many with me say amen? amen. So it's commonly translated as the church in the New Testament. In Acts eleven twenty six, the Bible says Barnabas and Saul met with the church, the ecclesia in Antioch. And in 1 Corinthians 59, Paul says that he had persecuted the church, the ecclesia of God. Paul says that. So the church is the ecclesia, the called out assembly. It is a congregation of believers whom God has called out of this world into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2, 9 says. And so friends, the church is also called, it is the bride of Christ. Somebody shout the bride. The bride of Christ. I'm not going to be able to get into all that here this morning, but we're going to receive communion in a moment. But here's the thing. Watch this. The church is more than you just waking up on a Sunday morning, flipping on your TV at 10.30 a.m. in your pajamas in your living room. The church is more than that. Can I get an amen? The local church is you turning to your friends in person, meeting together at church, asking, hey, hey, how's it going today? How are you doing today? Great. Or I'm not doing too good, pastor. I'm not doing too good, brother, sister, sir friend. I'm not doing too good. I'm not doing well. I need your prayers. You know what? I really needed this worship today. Come on, somebody. I really needed this, this exhortation today. I really needed communion today. I really needed the brothers and sisters in Christ today. How many with me say amen? amen. And that's the church. That's the church. This is what I find is, is so deceiving. It's so deceiving. But let me temper this. Church has become more than nothing more to a digital consumption exercise. 
Think about that. When the lockdowns came, we all said, you know what? Yes, we closed the doors, and for three months, we did that, and we saw the online community, and there's people out there, and God bless the people that are out there, and many of them get fed, and, and they get encouraged, but you know what? It's an outreach ministry. Amen. Amen. But the church is people coming together. That's the church. That's what Christ said. And so I thank God that we can reach people that wouldn't normally attend church through social media, through online video streaming. But <clears throat> if somebody just gives a click and it's only three seconds long, how many of you know that's not the church? Come on, somebody. If somebody gives a likes up or a thumb, you know, and, and, and in passing, uh, that's not the church. We thank God for that. That's wonderful. We want you to like. But the truth of the matter is the church is people coming together, worshiping the king. Thank you for those few amens. I'm going to still preach. We're going to receive communion here, so I'm going to fast track. So the church is what? It's 24-7. It's 365 days a year ministry where brothers and sisters, moms, dads, grandpas, youth, kids come together helping others to know God, helping people in need, praying, ministering, amen, serving, giving, to know God, to find freedom, to find purpose, proclaiming the good news. Friends, that's the church. That's the church. And that's God's bride. And here's the thing. When God's bride is being attacked, God is not pleased. So, well, what does he do? Does he get mad or does he get angry? Let me ask you this. If you were married, come on now, and your bride was under attack, would you just stand by and do nothing? No, I don't think so. So God is not pleased. Why? Because God is passionate about his bride. God's bride is essential to him. And I'm going to get into that, Lord willing, next week. How many know that you are essential to God? Do you know when God spins a galaxy, a universe, I want you to think in large terms, he doesn't care about that more than he cares about you. Because he says, I know every hair of your head that has fallen off of you. That means God cares about you more than just a galaxy being formed in which they're continuing being formed. Stand with me, if you would, please, as we're ready to receive communion. God's bride is essential to him. God cares. He cares. And so I'm just going to kind of leave, leave it at this. Does a local church really matter? You better believe it matters. You better believe it matters. <clears throat> the local church is foundational to God's plan for his people. The local church is, is the way God intends to accomplish his mission on the world. I'd like you back in the sound booth, if you would. Can you pull up that last slide? It's a wedding picture on my PowerPoint. Pull up that last slide. There's a wedding picture here. This is my son and his new bride, Maddie. Now, COVID affected their whole thing. They had plans and reservations for a, a beautiful hall, and, and, and that got shut down. Everything, I mean, they were planning to get married this year, and it just, in the smack middle, disrupted everything. I said, well, son, lean in. You know what? In, in 40 years from now, you know, you'll be able to tell a testimony like, I survived, and this is what we did. Suck it up, kid, my grandkid. Come on, right? Because we are coming through this. I said, we are coming through this. And see, what the enemy means for evil, God will turn around for good. Where there's racism, there's division, there's hatred, love will abound. See, that's the end result of God. See, we think this is going on like a perfect storm, and in the natural, there is no hope. But with Christ, his boat doesn't sink. Now, I brought this particularly up because I want you to see right there that point of their hands holding together. 
That's what I want you to see, that right there. You know, Maddie, she married. It's kind of like us, the bride of Christ. Woo! You know, we're married. Woo! We got this. And she's happy. But my son, you know, just kind of leaning in, has that Clint Eastwood look, you know what I mean? And he's just kind of leaning in. But dare you cross him if you took that bride away right then and there. If you just snatched her away, all hell would break loose. Come on, men. Right? All hell would break loose. That's the heart of God for his bride. That's you and I. And he wants to hang on physically. He doesn't, you know, want to be way away. He wants to be together. Yeah, there are times and seasons, you know, the church went underground, but they still come together. How many with me say amen? Every head bowed, please. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. You're here this morning. Is it, Pastor? I'm not right with God. I, I, you know, at one time I, you know, I, I was maybe connected and I'm just disconnected. I feel disconnected and I need to get right with God. This is a great moment. Those of you watching by Facebook, this is a great moment for you to get right with God, for you to get in step with him. Say, what do I need to do? The Bible says, repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. You're here this morning and you may be separated. You're away. You know that. You know you are not where you should be spiritually. Hey, no condemnation. This is a great day. This is a great opportunity for you to get in step with God. I feel the Spirit of God is stirring with people right now. I really do. Is it, Pastor, what do I need to do? You don't need to join a church, fill out a form. No. What you need to do is invite Christ in your life. You need to repent. You need to recognize I'm a sinner to get right with God. That's you here this morning and maybe online you say, Pastor, pray with me. Let's pray together corporately for you to get right with God. Say to me, say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, God meant it, we have information for you to get you help you plugged in and get you connected to help you along your journey.